We first welcomed Kate Valentine to the Singing Teachers Talk podcast for episode 85, but now Kate is back to tell us all about Valentine Voice Care Lewis, a centre for vocal wellness, development, prevention and rehabilitation, which she has built in East Sussex. And in celebration, she might just have something extra to offer you. Kate, welcome back to the Singing Teachers Talk podcast. It's so nice to see you again. Thank you. It's really lovely to see you too. It feels like ages. It it does, doesn't it? But last time we chatted, it was for episode 85. um, And this was on the topic of vocal health red flags, where you shared your own story. Since then, you've been working on a very cool project. And by the time this episode airs, the doors to Valentine Voice Centre Lewis are going to be officially open with the red ribbon being cut on the 30th of October. So congratulations for that. We should have brought a bottle of bubbly along. I know, or some streamers or something. We're nearly there. Well, I think I'm a bit too superstitious. Let, let's wait until the doors actually physically open on Monday. Sure. But very, very exciting times. Yeah. So firstly, what is Valentine Voice Care and where is it based? We said Lewis, but where is that? Uh, so Lewis is in East Sussex. It's the closest, it's a little market town. It's the closest town to Glyndebourne Festival Opera. Um, and it's been my sort of home and my base since I moved down from Scotland when I joined the Glenbourne Chorus in 2005. So it's a beautiful part of the world and about an hour on the train from London, Victoria. Nice, nice. But why did you want to build it then in the first place? So I've been working away as a soul trader for quite some time as Valentine Voice Care and I've met so many incredible practitioners and professionals along the way who all specialise in different disciplines, but all under the umbrella of voice care. And this centre, this dream, I keep calling it my field of dreams because that's really what it feels like to me, has been a little itch in my brain for about seven years since I had since I had my own experience of vocal injury. And you know, for, for those people who know me and you know, you know me, we've spoken before about, about my own experience. This is such a passion project for me because the loneliness that I experienced with my own vocal injury had such a profound effect on me. You know, when you have something wrong with your voice, particularly if you have been told that you have to be mute for a certain period of time, it's a really strange experience because on the surface you can take part in things, but you can't express opinion. You can't, you can't convey your personality or humour in any way. Um, and, and also just to be unable to tell your family and friends that you love them is, is an incredibly sad position to find yourself in. And, you know, that experience for me post-surgery was, you know, a relatively short sentence, only two weeks. And it was excruciating. It was hell. I felt so lonely and so stripped of my identity and personality and for hundreds of people this is their daily reality whether it's a result of of injury aging voice extreme muscle tension or some kind of psychogenic voice disorder it's very very challenging and frustrating and lonely and you know of course i'm expecting at valentine voice care in lewis i'm expecting that 
the majority of the clients we'll see are professional voice users for obvious reasons. But as human beings, our ability to be able to communicate is really crucial to our mental well-being. And so it's really important to me that, that we're going to be here for everyone. So if you could sum up the mission of Valentine Voice Care Lewis, what would that be? The mission really is to offer unparalleled care and support to anyone who has a voice. Um, we work very much with this biopsychosocial approach to cater to the needs of a really wide range of different groups. So by biopsychosocial, I mean, that's when we, we work with those really complex interactions between biological, psychological and social factors to better understand health, illness and voice care delivery. So what are the different groups that I'm, I'm talking about that we can we can help? Well, we've got, obviously, we've got those who rely on their voices for income. So we've got singers, actors, presenters, voiceover artists. We've got those who really rely on their voice functioning well to be able to do their job. So teachers, barristers, bankers, but also just going back to what I said before about the loneliness of not being able to use your voice and communicate your personality. Voice is important to absolutely everyone. And particularly when we look at those sections of the population for whom a lot of their quality of life depends on being able to use their voice, you know, such as, you know, for the older community who are very keen amateur singers and who attend choir rehearsals, it's very, very important to them that they are able to continue with those hobbies that really help enhance their quality of life. So, as I said earlier on, really, voice is important to everyone. So we're going to be catering for all of these different groups, as well as transitioning voice. You know, we're just along, just along the coast from Brighton. Um, for the trans community, it's very, very important to have a safe space to come and talk about the challenges of of transitioning voice. And again, that's a subject that isn't talked about very often. And again, is sort of woefully underserved by the NHS. So really, we're going to be here for everyone. Mm. So what sort of treatments are you offering and, and who's on your team? Because it's it's not lonely you now, is it? You've got a, a team of people oh, behind you. Oh, I know. I'm giddy with excitement. It's not a one woman show anymore. I'm going to have all of these incredible practitioners coming in to work sort of under my umbrella. So everyone will be, you know, there as as their as their own people, as their own businesses, um, but working under the Valentine Voice Care umbrella as part of a multidisciplinary team so that we can really we can support each other um, because a hive mind is always best. You know, no matter how how brilliant we are in all of our individual fields, none of us have all of the answers to everything. So it's really important to have lots of brains to try to help unpick and, and, and help our clients. So it's going to be really comprehensive list of different disciplines. So we've got um, vocal health triage, which is an initial assessment that you can take part in, which will be with me personally. Um, and that's when we really take the time to pick apart 
every aspect of what's going on in your life. So really looking at it from that biopsychosocial approach that I was talking about, because voice is complex, you know, our voices don't exist in a vacuum. So it's important to have that protected safe time to chat and start to unpick why you might be experiencing vocal difficulties. So we'll be offering that as a service. Um, we have the fantastic Hannah Sanderson, uh, who will be offering performance psychology. We will have a counsellor, Daisy is our counsellor. We've got Julie Cooper, who is a member of the 16, very, very, very successful singer in her own right, now a nutritionist to cover all of those elements of systemic wellness and how that impacts and helps the voice. We will have personal performance coaching, which is sort of like life coaching, but specifically for the creative industry. So helping people who are really finding themselves in those tricky transitions, you know, whether that be from moving from music college into the profession or changing fach or any situations really where they just feel a bit stuck and can't see the wood for the trees. We've got the amazing Vicky who will be able to help you unpick all of that and put together a plan to move forward. Um, I will be doing vocal massage and laryngeal manipulation, which is what I've been doing as a soul trader for the last few years. We have a fantastic specialist voice, speech and language therapist called Pema, who is incredibly experienced, has worked within voice clinics in the NHS for many, many, many years and just has such a refreshing, holistic approach to voice. So she'll be offering real integrated voice care, including elements of mindfulness as well, which she has done a lot of extensive training in. Uh, we have osteopathy for all of the musculoskeletal conditions, um, including within that we've got a couple of vocal osteopaths, so voice specialist osteopaths as well. So we have Jenny, Chloe and Amy, and also the amazing Anne Coxhead, who will be on call when we need her. So we've got a really great team of osteos on board. And then we have a great group of singing teachers as well. So it's quite unusual to have all of these therapies, talking therapies and body work, but actually to have singing lessons and singing voice rehabilitation happening at the same time, which is why I've had to spend a fortune on soundproofing <laughs> to try to somehow have a situation where someone can be having a singing lesson downstairs and someone else can be having a life-changing epiphany upstairs in a treatment room and somehow all coexist. So that's going to be really special, I think. And I have a wonderful team of singing teachers who are just all so committed to their own professional development, as well as being kind, generous human beings. And a lot of them I've met through the vocal health education website and a lot of the training that I myself have done over the last few years. So we have Gillian Ram, we have Louisa Barry, we have Philippa Poulton, who is our singing voice rehabilitation specialist. She's completed that, that training pathway. So we have the ability to be able to take people who've been through surgery and really hold them, you know, through speech and language therapy and through the singing voice rehabilitation pathway as well. Then I have the incredible dramatic soprano, Lee Bissett, who is a fantastic technician as well as a very experienced performer herself. Um, and also Charlotte Mobbs, also a member of the 16, an incredibly 
experienced in the choral world and in working with young voices particularly. So it's a pretty crack team, I have to say. I keep sort of referring to us as the vocal Avengers. <laughs> but it does feel like we just, you know, we're lining up this team of superheroes that together will be able to pretty much crack whatever problem you find yourself facing. Um, and we also, on top of that, we have an amazing Feldenkrais practitioner, um, Rebecca Mightless, who will be joining us to offer Feldenkrais as well. So it's a pretty comprehensive list. You've mentioned there about the multidisciplinary team and also the biopsychosocial model. But why else was it important for you to have these things covered, particularly having singing lessons in your building as well? I just want people to really know that team support is available. For too long, I think we've all kind of existed in this world where we have singing lessons and, and coaching and what have you at music colleges, but historically there hasn't really been very much attention paid to actually how do you look after yourself? How do you look after yourself as a human being? How do you look after your voice? What tools are you going to need to be able to survive in this industry? And, you know, as we know, the industry is an incredibly tough place right now. It always has been challenging, but at the moment it is particularly challenging. And so for those people who are out there still working at a high level, they really need a team to support them. And what I'm hoping is that, you know, when people are coming in for a singing lesson, for instance, while they're in for the singing lesson, they will see, oh, vocal massage, that's interesting. I've never tried that and discover that that's huge benefit. Somebody who has actually really privately, silently been struggling with mental health while they're in, while they're in the building might think, oh, well, actually, there's a performance psychologist here. I feel safe in this building actually I might feel safe enough to to finally go for that and try that as a modality. So I think it's really important to have everything there because then people can feel free to pick and choose those disciplines that, that they need specifically to them. Why do you think it's particularly difficult at the moment for performers? Oh gosh, I mean, I think since... 2016 really it's just got tougher and tougher hasn't it I mean with with Brexit and all of the added costs and hassle factor that that has created for freelance musicians in this country is huge the effects of the pandemic a lot of artists just simply gave up during that time because financially they had they had to find another way they had to find another job to keep them going um there, there seems to be a big increase in psychological troubles with with musicians and singers, I've noticed since pandemic. You know, it was a really, collectively, it was an incredibly traumatic experience for all of us, you know, let's face it. But particularly for musicians and singers, I think, because having had that time out, they then were trying to step back into an industry that had already taken a kicking. There's less work. As I say, mental health issues are rife. There's a lot of illness around. There are a lot of people who are really still suffering from long COVID symptoms. Singers returning to work when actually their stamina hasn't fully come back. Because the pool of work is shrinking so much, we have a situation where 
singers are taking on jobs which maybe have less than ideal conditions. We're seeing an increase in companies just getting rid of the, co the covering system to try to cut costs, which is meaning that singers are, are being forced to sing when they're ill, which can lead to a vocal fold pathology. You know, they're actually being put in physical harm's way, never mind psychological harm's way. Um, we have people singing repertoire that's not really suitable for them because it's a job, you know? So trying to shoehorn their way into roles that perhaps they're not quite ready for, singing, you know, different facts, just because it's work. Um, and I think this, this shrinking pool of opportunities means that everyone is just so anxious all of the time. It feels like fighting for scraps out there because actually that, that is the reality at the moment. And so there's a lot of support that freelance performers need these days. I think more so than, than ever before, actually. You have your building in Lewis, and we'll go into that a little bit more in a second. How do you want to spread your message? Are you going to take Valentine Voice Care out into the community or on, onto the road, into theatres and institutions? Or how, would you, how do you see that being spread about and declared? Well, I think just the fact that there's going to be a whole team of us, actually, in total, we are 16, which is an amazing team. And what that means is that we'll be able to provide a really great service on site to all of the clients who are coming to visit us in Lewis. But we will also be freed up to be able to go out and give presentations and workshops within the industry itself to try to help get that message out there. So. There are sort of five, five kind of pillars of care that I'm aiming for with Valentine Voice Care. So the first one is, is absolutely all about prevention. So educating our clients, our singers on best practices for vocal care and techniques to minimize risk of injury and offering tailored advice to every different group. Early identification, so empowering clients to really recognise early signs of vocal strain or damage, as we talked about in that Red Flags episode, and providing guidance on when they need to seek professional help. Again, looking at all of this through the biopsychosocial lens, so really addressing the root causes of vocal issues by combining lots of different therapeutic modalities and creating personalised treatment plans when necessary. Rehabilitation, so supporting clients in their recovery journeys by offering targeted therapies for each stage of their journey, specialist vocal coaching on site as well, and ongoing monitoring of their progress. Um, and then helping people with maintenance, so really encouraging long-term vocal health by providing resources, whether that be through the website or the centre itself, follow-up care, and, and strategies for maintaining vocal health and resilience. So that's the sort of five pillars that we're aiming for at Valentine Voice Care. And then on top of that, as much spreading the word in, in the form of workshops and presentations that, that we can do outside Valentine Voice Care within the companies and conservatoires and the industry itself. Um, we'll be doing as much of that as we physically can. Can I ask about pricing and, and what we might be paying for a, a treatment or a session at Valentine Voice Care? Uh, yes, of course. So um, obviously all of the treatments that we provide are on a private basis. 
Um, so you can expect to pay, depending on the treatment, you can expect to pay anything from £60 right up to about £300 for a sort of block booking of sessions with, you know, with, with one of the performance psychologists or um, life coaches, for instance. So it's a wide, it's a wide range of prices. I mean, look, in an ideal world, all of this would be provided by the NHS. We all wish it was, but that kind of targeted specific care just isn't really available. I mean, the NHS are already struggling just to cope with their basic workload. Um, so that's why it's really, really important that that these services are available. And the reality is, if you're a professional voice user, you just you can't afford to wait 12 weeks. You can't afford that kind of hiatus in your career. Um, so unfortunately, you will have to pay. Um, ideally, if you need to have your voice looked at, you need to see a specialist laryngologist as part of a, a voice clinic. Um, and, and for that, you can expect to pay anything between sort of 300 to 500 pounds. Um, and then all of the care that, that we then provide is sort of supporting supporting you once you've had one of those appointments. So if there's a rehab plan needed, then we can we can put together a plan for you and you can have your speech therapy and laryngomanual therapy and performance psychology as as part of your journey to getting back on the stage. And can you just remind us what the general advice is on when we need to actually see someone? Yeah, of course. So um, the BAPAM advice that they have on their website is if you're a professional voice user, you want to ask your GP in the first instance, if you can, just to see what the wait times are. You want to ask to be referred to an NHS specialist voice clinic. If the wait times are a bit too long, then I would recommend reaching out and trying to get some private help. Um, but you should be asking for help in the situation where any vocal symptom is lasting longer than two or three weeks or persisting for more than two weeks after the resolution of a, a bacterial or viral infection. So if you've been sick, but your symptoms just really aren't going away, if you've had some of these niggling, some of these red flags we chatted about in, in the last episode, recent persistent voice changes that are lasting longer than two or three weeks, don't hesitate go to your GP or reach out privately to a voice care professional like me and we can help you get the help that you need. To celebrate its opening and to continue its mission in vocal health, Valentine Voice Care is offering all of you lovely listeners a 50% discount off vocal health triage with Kate herself. Just email kate at valentinevoicecare.com or info at valentinevoicecare.com and book your treatment with the code BAST50. That's B-A-S-T-5-0. Valid until the 25th of December 2023. Thanks, Kate. Uh, uh. Can we talk about your premises now and, and how you've built it up and all the stresses and amazements that have come with that? Can you just describe the, the, can you give us a tour actually? Can you take us through the building and what we might expect so we can imagine it for ourselves? Yes, so this all came about, I wasn't even expecting to do this this year, Alexa. It was on my, I want to get this started the next couple of years, but I found the building and it was so perfect that I just simply couldn't let it go. So I've taken out a commercial lease on a beautiful, 
historic property in Lewis called the Old Coach House, which just sounds gorgeous and comfy and safe. And it's just off the high street in Lewis, so super central, five minutes from the train station. So as you walk in the front door, there will be a little foyer, which eventually will be a little reception greeting area, possibly at some stage, a specialist singer's shop. And also on the ground floor, we have the Rankin Studio, which is named after my dad, Rankin. And that studio is where all of the singing teachers are going to be working from and the singing, the specialist singing voice rehabilitation coach. And it will also be a space that will be available for people to book as a rehearsal space. So um, for singers who are doing at Glyndebourne, for instance, who are staying in digs and don't have anywhere to practice or warm up, they will be able to go online and book that as a rehearsal space too, or for private coaching. Um, it's large enough for small chamber groups and also for small workshops and events. So we're gonna be putting all kinds of useful things that members of the community and and sort of visiting artists will be able to sign up for and come along to. So that's the ground floor. And then we go up a steep set of stairs to the first floor where we have the treatment suite. So there are three beautiful treatment rooms. Everything is so shiny and new. I've, we, we've built them. It was all open plan and we've built three beautiful, light, airy treatment rooms and a little waiting area. And that is where all of the talking therapies and the body work will be happening on that floor. And then as you come out of that floor and turn to your right and you're walking up the stairs and on the top floor, we have the loft house, which is a co-working, networking hangout, a bit like a green room. Um, which has a kitchen, it has a couple of little desks where you can sit and just study. There will be a reference library with scores and useful books on vocal health. You'll be able to help yourself to tea and coffee and just have a space to sit and chill or study and work if you need to. And then the pièce de résistance is the roof terrace, which is the most magical space so that is accessed from the loft house and has views directly of Lewis Castle, which lights up in the evening and just looks so beautiful. And you can see the downs, the South Downs from both sides. And the roof terrace is really special because it won't be open to the public. It will only be open to people who are coming to the centre itself to have treatments. So it will be a really private space for rest and reflection or studying. Um, perfect place to take those vocal naps and just recharge and switch off from the world for a bit. Um, so I'm hoping that people will people will come and have a lesson, have a vocal massage, hang out, have a lovely time. But if we need to, if we get someone in the position that I was seven years ago, we will be able to help them to get a referral to an ENT will be able to take them all the way from that place of feeling broken through speech and language therapy, manual therapies, talking therapies, performance psychology, helping them get back into the workplace. So if we need to, we will be able to take people from broken all the way back to being on the stage where they belong, which is incredibly special. And 
oh my goodness, if I had had that when I was going through it, it would have made a huge difference. Um, so I'm basically building the thing that I wish had existed and it's going to be incredibly special. You can tell from your face how much this means to you as well. Oh, so it's so... You've, got me a, you've got me at a very tired and emotional state yeah. um, because we're literally just about to open and um, oh my goodness, I've never worked so hard in my life. Yeah, we'll have to come to you now for like handiness tips. <laughs> have you been getting involved with like the soaring and the, and the design? I mean, have you been like looking at colour charts? Have you been like designing stuff? Are you going to freak out if someone spills a cup of tea? Oh no, well I'm going to have to go over that pretty quickly I think. Um, it will all be in the sort of VVC colours, so lovely greens and bronzes and earthy tones, woods, light colours, lots of plants everywhere. I've completely run out of money at this stage, so we're literally taking furniture from our house, so it's quite hilarious. Valentine Voice Care is going to look beautiful in our house in Seaford is going to look like it's been burgled. <laughs> but, just but, move know. in, Kate. Just move in to the no. place. <laughs> to be honest, at this stage, we're practically living there anyway. So it's all good. It's all good. It will all, it will all happen in time. And to be honest, I'm, I'm flabbergasted that it's happened as quickly as it has. We got the keys on the 25th of August. Oh, wow. Yeah. And here we are opening our doors to practitioners and, and clients at the end of October. So I, I mean, I, it's been a whirlwind and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that it's all come together. Mm. And feel free to tell me to piss off if you don't want to answer this question. <laughs> but you just... the pod, is that going to stay in the podcast? Uh, yeah, absolutely will. <laughs> You've spoken about like running out of money and, yeah. and like taking stuff from your house. But it, for people who are wanting to or have a vision of building something for themselves, whether that's a, a studio or something like what you're building, like how much has this actually cost or uh, what is your advice? Again, don't have to answer it. <laughs> there are lots of different ways of doing it. I mean, obviously I have gone, I've just gone all in. I've held my breath and jumped and taken on an entire building and gone from being a sole trader to managing 15 other people, <laughs> which, um, which is a bold, which was a bold move. So there are lots of different ways that you can do it. Um, Mine has involved a very hefty bank loan, which will be repaid, depreciated over the coming years. So this is, there's a big leap of faith. And I'm incredibly fortunate that all of these practitioners have faith in me and understand and support the vision and want to be involved. Um, I'm really pinching myself, to be honest, about that. Um, but you know, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a huge project like that. The first room that I rented in Lewis was just one room in a multi-use building. I think my biggest advice is feel the fear and do it anyway. It's always terrifying. Anything financial is terrifying, but it really is like field of dreams. Just going back to that, you know, build it and they will come. As as massage therapists, you know, we're always used to having to rent spaces and places. And, and often that's a monthly a monthly outgoing. And it can feel terrifying thinking, gosh, I've got to pay however many hundreds of pounds a month for a room or however many thousands of pounds a month for, you know, for multiple rooms. It's very, very daunting. But if you show up, if, you, if you're good at what you do and committed to what you do and are consistent in what you do, then, then the clients do come, they will come. 
So it's definitely just about feeling the fear and doing it anyway and just having faith in what it is that you're trying to create. And as you've said, you've you've got these amazing people coming in. And so now you have what employees. So did you have to write them a contract? How does that work when you have more than just yourself as part of this amazing project? The learning curve has been so steep. Um, so they're not going to be employees, thankfully, um, because that really would be terrifying to have 15 employees. So they will all be um, self-employed, so responsible for their own professional indemnities, their own competencies. Um, so they will essentially be renting space from me uh, to be part of Valentine Voice Care. Um, yes, I did have to put together a contract, which was a long and arduous process. Um, I found an incredible independent HR contractor who helped me hugely. Um, and it's really difficult managing lots of different people, and lots of different personalities, you know, trying to come up with something that feels fair and equitable and desirable because I want people to want to come and work here, you know. Um, but you've got to make sure that you have set boundaries and that everybody knows exactly what's expected of them. So it took a very long process getting all of that sorted, but I think now all of us feel really safe and protected and we know exactly exactly what we need to know going forward well i'll be on the roof terrace you'll be like well, how did you get in <laughs> like, just, just climbed it mate you know <laughs> just got up anytime, there anytime you can come and have a glass of bubbly on the roof terrace oh, that sounds, once, yeah. once, once the weather starts getting better sadly we're opening in winter so there won't be as much roof terrace fun um as I was hoping, but come the spring and the summer down in East Sussex, it's going to be glorious. So bring your factor 50 and a bottle of Prosecco and I'll see you there. I think I need about a factor 70 for kids. I know, same. <laughs> Hello, Scottish. Yeah, oh, I'm just a Casper in general. <laughs> <laughs> I know that this is a, just a big question because you're just about to open this one, but this one is Voice Care Lewis. Is there going to be a Valentine Voice Care fill in the gap oh gosh i think I'm, I'm not quite ready for world domination i think you know it's taken so much to get this one up and off the ground there actually is already a mini valentine voice care in glasgow which is just one room small and perfectly formed opposite central station in glasgow and i'm in glasgow every month usually for about four or five days and I work from that room in Glasgow and I have a, a mini team in Glasgow, a fantastic speech and language therapist called Carolyn Andrews, who's incredibly, incredibly experienced. Um, again, has, has worked for many, many years within the NHS and specializes in, in stammering, um, but also is fantastic at helping people with muscle tension dysphonia and working with people who have nodules, so sort of prehab, and rehab for those clients. Um, and we also have Shan Wynne Stanley, who again, I met through the vocal health education, who is well on her way to being a qualified singing voice rehabilitation specialist. Um, so between the three of us up there, we've got a mini multidisciplinary team. And again, I offer the vocal health triage service up there so that if we can at least just be a first point of call, first port of call for people, to come in someplace that feels safe to be able to just start to discuss the things that, that have been worrying them, then that's incredibly valuable. And 
and we can then build a treatment pathway for them, whatever is needed. Um, but like Lewis, the Glasgow room is is bright and airy and just has a really lovely vibe in it. So it's again, it's an incredibly safe space in Glasgow. I think for the time being, I think Lewis and Glasgow is going to keep me pretty busy. <laughs> I also work every I also work every Thursday at the Voice Care Centre in London, which I you know which I intend to keep going because I love it. I love being part of that team. You know that really was a groundbreaking centre itself when Stephen King opened that up, and I've learned so much in the last couple of years working there as part of that team. Um, and in fact, Chloe Spencer, one of my osteopaths, is also a colleague from the Voice Care Centre in London. You know Chloe. Oh, Chloe, um, she's been on the podcast as well, so I'll pop a link to her episode. She is extraordinary. Um, so ridiculously talented. Um, and she and I get on like a house on fire and have been looking for opportunities to work together more. So I'm really thrilled that she's coming to join me in Lewis as well. So Chloe and I will be sort of little voice care contingent in East Sussex. So for people that want to, for people that get in touch with the voice care centre but can't go to London, you can come and see us as a voice care centre client at Valentine Voice here oh, as well. So, so we're there, you know, we're really all of us working together to try and sort of spread the tentacles of care. Yeah, amazing. Well, Kate, I couldn't wish you any more luck. I mean, anyone who comes to your centre is going to just be held in, in amazing hands. So honestly, all the best to you. And keep in touch. Let us know how it's all going. And just remind us where people can find out more about the centre and to book in. Yeah, so you can email me, kate at valentinevoicecare.com or info at valentinevoicecare.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram, which is just at valentinevoicecare. Lots of people reach out to me that way. In the meantime, that's probably the best way to get in contact. We're having a brand new shiny website being built by the amazing girls at Marshall Light Studio. Um, and that's gonna be a hardworking website. So it's taking some time to build, but it will be worth it. So. The website is www.valentinevoicecare.com. At the moment, it's still my old website, but that will be getting seamlessly switched over just as soon as the new website is up and running. Well, Kate Valentine, thank you so much and good luck. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me on and giving me the opportunity to, to talk about it. Join the Singing Teachers Talk podcast. And who are we kidding? Of course you are. Share the love by giving us a ahem, five star rating and leaving a comment. Just head to the Singing Teachers Talk main page on the Apple podcast app and scroll to the bottom to click write a review.